And welcome back, everybody. Episode 38 of the Announcer Schedules Podcast. We are back. Mike and Phil, Mike Gill, Phil DeMont Mollen. There's a little theme in this one, Phil, as we get you ready for another week of the Announcer Schedule Podcast. We got buzzer beaters all over the place as March is here. The madness is about to happen. My favorite time of the year, March Madness is back. Phil DeMont Mollen. I love March Madness, if you didn't know. I love March Madness. The madness is beginning. We got buzzer beaters this week on the Announcer Schedules podcast. How are you, friend? I'm doing great, Mike. Yeah, excited for all the college basketball that's happening. It's already started up. You know, we've had the some of the women's tournaments going in our office here. I've been watching some of the, the smaller conferences get going as well. And yeah, before we know it, we're going to be full out March Madness as the, the month of March is already here. And this weekend, what a precursor with all these buzzer beaters in the regular season. Uh, all right. Well, we got episode 38, as we mentioned here on the Announcer Schedule podcast, getting you ready for the buzzer beaters college basketball. Let's jump right into it because buzzer beater bonanza, man. It was all over the place. We had buzzer beaters late. We had them early. We had them in the, uh, you know, the early windows, the late windows. We had them all across the country. So uh, pick out a couple favorites, man. What did you, what, what were some of the buzzer beaters that stood out? Well, the one I probably liked the most, and again, there was probably about 10 of them this past weekend, which is absolutely wild. And, you know, ranging from games that were on network television and obviously had, you know, all sorts of visibility to to games that you had to go a little further down the dial and perhaps even go onto ESPN plus and that kind of thing to find. But the one I liked the most was Arizona state, Arizona. I mean, this thing, I mean, what a shot to, to defeat the Wildcats, you know, and Arizona state coming up with the upset and that, Big rivalry, just sensational stuff uh, down there in the land of the sun. If you're Arizona. Bottle makes it. Two-point lead. Three seconds left. No timeouts. Neal inbounds. Desmond Cambridge. All right, that's Rich Waltz on the call. And, uh, boy, if you didn't see the video of that, the guy pulls up from about half court on the far sideline and just launches one, nothing but net. Buzzer beater number one. Peter, Rich Waltz, we've we've talked about him before on the program. I, I've got a kind of cool history with him. You know, I, I worked a bunch of games with him back in his Miami Marlins days when he was in the booth with, with Tommy Hutton. So I got to know Rich. I He is – to me, as solid as they come in terms of just traditional play-by-play and and really uh, telling the moment and and getting it done there. And, you know, this was an opportunity for Rich where he was on the the big network. This was on CBS, not CBS Sports Network, where, you know, he ends up a lot of times. He does mostly West Coast stuff. He's based out there. Um, He was once the TV voice of the Mariners as well before he was with the the Marlins and, you know, does a lot of college football, a lot of college hoops. And so this game that he was on the CBS side of things – Ended up with that incredible buzzer beater, and well done by Rich Waltz. Yeah, Rich Waltz with the uh, big call there. We got some more that we'll pick out. How about uh, we go to – let's go to a smaller game, one that maybe uh, a lot of people didn't get to see, here or watch. Let's go to uh, Ballermean against North Florida. A couple small score uh, school games here, and uh, boy – these are the games this time of the year. This is where they really get to stand out as March Madness begins early in this one. 
absolutely incredible, Matt. I told you, we highlighted him. The kid is so tough, he never quits. Right down to the last second. Tough shot, he was looking for somebody to pass to. He couldn't find it, he took it himself. No bigger. Matt Warner on the play-by-play there. Ballermine and North Florida, Phil. Those are the kind of small school moments that we get in the early part of March. Yeah, you know, love that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Bellarmine's a, a school that is based in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they just moved up to Division One a, a couple years ago. And in, in fact, if, if you recall, they won the conference last year. However, we're ineligible to, to go to the NCAA tournament. I hate that we're rule. Still in that hate process. that rule. Yeah. That rule's horrible. So, it kind of is, no doubt. But you get elevated to Division One, and because you get elevated, you have to wait out. What is it? Three years? You you throw off the whole tournament. Like, why even let them into the conference tournament? You mess up the rankings and everything. I hate that rule. Yeah, f- fair point. Uh, bottom line is they got this buzzer meter against North Florida. You know, they were only the eight seed this year so maybe kind of things uh you know re- regress back to the, the mean here but you know the the announcers matt warner and paul nazigan from actually from liberty university it's kind of interesting you know especially with these you know smaller conferences and stuff how they sort of mix and match announcers to to provide coverage at these conference tournaments so the liberty announcers who you know did the majority of the season on espn plus also you know, I, I believe Liberty Radio as well, you know, kind of a simulcast type thing. I, I may be mistaken there, but these two guys are Liberty announcers and they called this game. I thought they did a great job bringing the excitement. But the very next night, Bellarmine uh, ends up having to face Liberty and uh, they lost by 20. But uh, these guys got to call their, their home team uh, the following night. But a, a cool moment there and uh, great to, to bring some exposure to these announcers uh, who are calling these other tournaments where, you know, the excitement is equally as strong as as in the big ones. Oh, mean, maybe even smaller more. Smaller venues, maybe even more. Yeah. Like just wild stuff going uh, way down. Way more, by the way, right, Phil. So. I, I think way more because the these teams are playing for one bid. The major conferences, you lose. Most of those teams know they're still getting into the tournament. In fact, there's been some discussion on whether these conference tournaments are kind of losing their luster a little bit because of all these quad one wins and quad twos. And, you know, your resume is getting written almost irregardless of what happens in the conference tournament, unless you're a 10 seed making a run all the way to the championship. These tournaments, these kids get one shot to get into the tournament, and that's it. Yeah, that's a fair point. So in many ways, the the tournament, you know, the the field that we see for for March Madness for the tournament itself is extended to all these tournaments as well, where it is a, an automatic bid and and so forth. So yeah, the the stakes are high, the excitement's high, and uh, buzzer beaters, you know, just obviously add to it all. Uh, one of my favorite games of the year happened with Kevin Brown on the call right here, Iowa, Michigan State. You play it out, it's live, but this is going to be a good look. Sanford. Yes, indeed, it was overtime, Phil, but that was a 15-point game with about a minute and a half to go. Iowa made five straight threes, including that one right there, to take that game to overtime, and they ended up winning the game going away. Yeah, absolutely wild, that Iowa-Michigan State game. Uh, Kevin Brown, Robbie Hummel, who we've talked about on the show, was the analyst 
uh, for that one. And hey, do want to mention Kevin Brown? You know, he went from you know calling this this these college hoops over the weekend to you know some pretty high highly visible uh, MLB action on ESPN. You know, he was doing some of the spring training games this week where ESPN was was putting a lot of resources. He was working with Jessica Mendoza and Tim Kirkin. So Kevin Brown, who's also the voice of the uh, Baltimore Orioles, you know, certainly has made his name at a fairly young age, both in the baseball world, but also in college athletics as well. All right. Uh, there you go. So buzzer beaters uh, in uh, college basketball. Uh, obviously, we have the conference hoops tournament time coming up, and uh, we got a couple of assignments for those games. At least on the radio side, we know this: Westwood One has their schedule out, Phil, and uh, we're going to be starting that off uh, Saturday. This Saturday, the uh, Ohio Valley, Mark Vandermeer, John Crispin, uh, going to be calling that one on Sunday. The Missouri Valley, one of the great conferences. That's Ted Emmerich and John Crispin. So the Crispin, uh, John Crispin, doing both double duty there, as we mentioned. Got the Pac-12 Women's Ryan. Ryan Radke, Christina Blunk are doing that one on Sunday. Then uh, next week we get full-fledged into the conference tournaments. Uh, the SoCon is uh, Kevin Kugler, Robbie Hummel, who we just heard on that game there. Big East Women's Championship, Cooper Boardman, uh, and a TBA on the Women's Championship there on Monday. The uh, Colonial, uh, man, the Colonial is another great conference. That's Tom McCarthy who's been a guest of the pod. So is Kevin Kugler, who's calling that SoCon game. You can go back and listen to our conversation there with Stephen Bardo. The West Coast is Ryan Radke, Doug Gottlieb. Uh, Wednesday, got John Sadak and John Crispin. So Crispin's getting a lot of run here. Uh, we'll give you a couple more, but you're seeing the um, conference tournament time. We've got a lot of teams rolling out there. Yeah, and um, you, you just shared with with our audience all the, the radio assignments that that we know of but do want to take us through some of the television as they're starting to come in as well um the american athletic conference uh next week getting going that'll be kevin brown who we just mentioned so he'll he'll transition he'll he'll go from the grapefruit league uh back to college hoops uh he, he'll be working with john crispin uh myron metcalf who's been getting more and more exposure as a sideline reporter will be on the call there as well acc tournament gets going down the road for me in greensboro north carolina uh early action on acc network and then also um espn2 as the tournament gets going um ultimately espn come the weekend west durham dan shulman dave o'brien the play-by-players there and the analysts include jay billis and Corey Alexander, also Jordan Cornett, uh, just a couple others. Big 12, um, the you know, the big uh team there is Shambi, Dickie V, and Chris Budden. Uh, let's see, still waiting on Big 10. That's one on CBS, so I haven't heard exactly who's going to be doing that game, but in the, in the past, you know, we've seen. Jim Nance come in at this point and get it get a rep or two you know usually in that Big Ten final also uh, Kevin Harlan starts to transition to a little bit of college hoops come this um, you know conference tournament time so we'll keep an eye on that SEC that's over on ESPN and the SEC network as well Carl Ravage Jimmy Dykes and Marty Smith and uh, yeah you know all these kind of mid-major conferences as well you know next week if you're a college hoops junkie like like Mike and I are you know what a time to just settle in in front of the television and you know just take in as much as humanly possible because there's so much going on all at once not to mention the women's side Absolutely. And by the way, uh, a couple uh, more radio stuff uh, this weekend is Duke, North Carolina. This is uh, the rematch there. 
game may have lost a little bit of its luster, but still one of the big ones in terms of rivalries. Greg Daniels, Doug Gottlieb, that's on Compass Radio. That's this Saturday. Sunday, you got Michigan and Indiana, two of the top teams in the Big Ten. That's Matt Money Smith and Rick Mahorn uh, calling that game for Compass. So a couple more regular season games before we get into the conference tournaments, as we mentioned. And uh, as we threw out a couple more your way, as we kind of get into that big uh, – you know, Big East and, and some of the bigger tournaments the following week, as we mentioned, um, the Big East semifinals are going to be Scott Graham, Austin Crozier, former Providence Friar, Ryan Ratke, PJ Carlissimo. They're going to be doing the Pac-12. Uh, the American East, Bill Rosinski and Nick uh, Bahe are going to be doing that one. And then Kevin Cooler, Will Purdue, they'll be on the SEC. These are the radio games on Westwood One, the conference championship. The Big East will be Scott Graham and Austin Crozier. Brandon Gaudin, who just got the Braves job, he's calling Conference USA with Stephen Bardo. Ryan Ratke, P.J. Carlissimo will have the Pac-12 championship. Lance Meadow, Jordan Cornette, they'll have the Ivy League championship. Kevin Kugler, Will Purdue will have the SEC championship. And uh, Fran Fraschilla and Ted Emmerich will be on the call for the American Conference on Sunday, March the 12th. That is Westwood One radio's lineup so we got uh man we got a lot going on yeah in in a few more just regular season games that i'll be tuning into this weekend as it's the final weekend of the regular season you know for for a lot of the conferences tonight if you're listening on thursday night arizona usc chance to see dave pash and bill walton certainly you know, a favorite of many. And then Saturday, uh, Kansas, Texas, that's a huge one. Boog, Shambi, Dickie V, and Chris Budden. Then a game I'm keeping a close eye on as the ACC regular season titles at stake. Pitt in Miami on the ACC network, Jay Alter and Malcolm Huckabee. You mentioned Duke, North Carolina on the TV side for that one. Uh, the familiar uh, pairing of Dan Shulman, Jay Billis, and Holly Rowe. And then more Bill Walton late Saturday night, this time with our buddy Roxy Bernstein, Arizona and UCLA, 10 o'clock on Saturday night. All right, let's order the NBA. We just had all these buzzer beaters in college. We had a buzzer beater that broke my heart the other night, Phil, and this one was a master class in a buzzer beater from the great (laughs) man, I don't want to watch this again, from the great Mike Breen with the call right here. Inbounder. Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bang! Jason Tatum downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeouts left for Philadelphia. Oh! Oh! No, they say no good. Came after the buzzer. And the Celtics win a thriller. They'll have to check it. Uh, so that's Mike Breen on the call as, man, it came down to it was a back-and-forth game. Boston's down. They come all the way back. Final shot. Tatum hits a three. And B seemingly throws a full-court shot up, and it goes. They had to review it, but Breen spot on with the call. Yeah, I mean, what a job by Mike Breen yet again. I mean, no surprise here. You know, he's able to bring you the the – you know, first game winning shot or, or ultimately the, the game winning shot there from the, the Celtics and then call, you know, the the heave at the the buzzer there. And to have the excitement, but also the know-how of monitoring whether that 
basket's going to count or not and actually getting that part of it right through the whole thing that's always kind of like to me the the tap dance is you know a big play happens whether it's a you know touchdown that that might require a review or a uh, buzzer beating shot that they'll have to go to the the table to to confirm so calling the play like as if you know it is indeed a game winner but also you know balancing that with the idea that the the game you know the the play might not count and brain i thought did a did a perfect job of navigating that the other thing i noticed is his analysts sure know how to to lay out for him yeah absolutely you know, they're, not, they're not jumping in there too and you know that that's something you know you you can see as you you really analyze a lot of these buzzer beaters you know certain analysts can't help themselves you know sometimes maybe you know some of that is appropriate but in this case man they they let Mike Breen do his thing they did and uh as much as I, I hated to see the Celtics win that game he did a great job uh and 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 explaining everything on how it happened we got some games if you're listening we're recording on Thursday tonight the Sixers are right back they're on TNT tonight against the Mavericks uh and uh we got a whole lineup of NBA man yeah so um if you're Listening to us on Thursday, you got a chance to see some more NBA on TNT this evening. Um, Spiro Didis, who you know has been calling a bunch of these NBA TV games as well on Monday nights, uh, he'll be on the call on TNT 76ers and Mavericks, Reggie Miller and Stephanie Reddy reporting. And then the late game tonight, Clippers and Warriors. Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy, and Chris Haynes, who have very much been settling in as a as a you know, uh, pairing there. And then we've got action across ESPN and ABC through the weekend. There's games on Friday night, Brian Rucco, JJ Redick, and Katie George on it. Again, the Sixers in action on national TV nets at Sixers Grizzlies and nuggets is the late game. So Dave Pash, he goes from working with Bill Walton on Thursday night, and then he has to make his way over to Denver. Uh, he'll get the assignment with Richard Jefferson and Roz gold on day. And then Saturday, the, Primetime game, once again, Sixers on, on national TV again at the Bucks. Mark Jones, Doris Burke, and Malika Andrews. There's ESPN radio coverage on that one. Uh, Kesty and PJ Carlissimo. And the reason why is Breen, Van Gundy, Jackson, and Salters, the A-team is with the Warriors and Lakers, 3.30 p.m. on ABC on Sunday. Pash has another game on Sunday as well with Hubie Brown this time, Suns and Mavericks. And then there's a couple of uh, primetime games on Sunday night also and once again an example now that you know the NFL is kind of cleared out of there you know the NBA really getting more and more games in over the weekends uh, on national TV that is Knicks and Celtics ESPN uh, Ruko Reddick Richard Jefferson Katie George and then Grizzlies Clippers uh, as well that evening so yeah pretty pretty wild as far as all these these uh nba games you know getting on on national television and we'll continue to keep an eye on those enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'll tell you what, if I'm producing and I'm putting teams together, I want my A-team, Breen, Van Gundy, Jackson, Salters on that 1 o'clock game, Suns and Mavericks. You got Kevin Durant, Kyrie going up against each other for the first time. I want my A-team on that game right there. I know they go Warriors-Lakers because that's the biggest names. Uh, The Lakers are 13th seed in the West. Who cares? Warriors are banged up. Both teams, no LeBron. That game is garbage to me. Give me the A team on that 1 o'clock game there. Come on. You got to make that change, ABC. And you got four games on the Disney Network. ABC has one, three, and then they go to ESPN for 7.30 and 10 o'clock. Um, you know, and wait, wait, is that what, is Breen doing in that A team doing double duty? Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I had to just double confirm it because and I am looking at the ESPN press release right now, and indeed, double duty for Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Lisa Salters, both games happening in the same arena. By the way, right? even like, with that, they can get from Dallas to L.A. for a 1 o'clock game, get out of Dallas, get to L.A. to call that game at night. I still want them on the 1 o'clock game if I can get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, that might be a little too heavy of a lift, but you know, this is interesting. I don't, I don't know if there's any precedent for this as far as this number one. I'm going to leave that to you to do the research, Phil. I, I'd like to see that. If anybody out there listening and knows a situation, well, they do it in, in – um, in the NCAA tournament a lot, right? Where you call sure. a couple games in a day. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it with other uh, uh, announcers. I right. just haven't seen it with this. Group. I haven't That's seen it with, like the, yeah. with, a, with the NBA, though, with a professional sport where you're calling two pro games in the same day with, you know, with, with this. I've seen it in college because of the tournament and obviously some other, you know, instances, but not an NBA game where you're doing one NBA game in the morning or afternoon and then another NBA game later that night. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Well, and how often do the Clippers and Lakers even play on the same day in the, the same arena? I mean, does that ever even happen? The Another fact good that question. That's happening yeah. this weekend? That's a good question. You know? Um yeah, hey, uh, if anybody out there listening has information, let us know. Uh, because that's something. And when he, when I I'm reading down the sheet here, and I said, wait a second, are they calling the same game on the same? Uh, are they calling two games on the same day? Uh, and indeed they are. One of those games, by the way, is on ESPN Radio. George Sedano, uh, Rosalind Golden Wude is doing the uh, uh, analyst work there, and Mark Kessinger, PJ Carlissimo is doing that Sixer Bucks game on Saturday night on ESPN Radio. PJ Carlissimo, by the way, he's about to get a workout because we just told you before. He's doing Westwood One for a lot of college games. He's going ESPN for a lot of NBA games. Of course, PJ was the Seton Hall coach. Uh, he was the Portland Trailblazers coach. So he has ties to both the college and the NBA game. And you get to hear him on both. All right, let's get to the uh, Oh, quickly, a milestone. This one's pretty cool out in Sacramento. Yeah, Gary Gerard, uh, if folks don't know that name, Longtime Sacramento Kings radio voice. He just caught his 3,000th game for the Kings. He's been doing motorsports stuff forever. And I got to know him a bit when um, I was working some NHRA drag racing back in the day. And uh, he's been a pit reporter uh, for the NHRA in specific for 
for decades. And he juggles that with the full-time gig of being the radio play-by-play voice with the Sacramento Kings. And he's in his 80s now. He just called his 3,000th game for the Sacramento Kings. It ended up being a win. And then there was a really cool moment where the team invited him into the locker room after the game. And it was so organic. If people get the chance, they can go to you know our Twitter feed and, and, and check out that video. But he goes in there, um, probably you know not expecting you know much or what have you, and you can just see the the humility of, of Gary Gerard through the whole process. And they have the equivalent to the uh, you remember the Miami Hurricanes turnover chain. Well, they have that equivalent, which is for the defensive player of the game, which I think is a very like kind of internal deal for the Kings that they do in the locker room. Well, anyway, they they gave it to Gary Gerard and had a whole celebration and you know, uh, got to celebrate him down there with the players and he's wearing the, the, uh, defensive player of the game chain and all this stuff. So just, it, it you know, tickled to see that and, and, and happy for him. And, you know, it's just like guys like that who've been around for so long, we've talked about it a bunch on the show, um, you know, over, over the months is, you know, they they really are special and they become ingrained with the, the franchises and in, ingrained with the, the listeners and, you know, part of the culture of those teams. And so just want to give a hat tip for to Gary Gerard for for getting it done uh, still. And um, yeah, hopefully many more from him as well. Yeah. And by the way, um, he's the second uh, voice this year. I think um, Mark Boyle, the voice of the uh, Pacers, hit his 3000th game. Uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if that, I don't remember if we mentioned that on the podcast or not, but I saw video, Mark Boyle, the, the, the longtime voice of the Indiana Pacers. I saw a video of, um, I'm blanking on the co Oh, Carlisle, Rick Carlisle coming in and, and giving him uh, a presentation when he called his 3000th game. That was eh, maybe mid January. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I was able to to look it up here back on January the 21st. Um, he called his 3,000th game again, you know, radio voice of the Pacers. His longtime partner, uh, the late Bobby Slick Leonard uh, with the Pacers. But, yeah, these guys, you know, it, it, it's it's really something, you know, when you add up these numbers and just how many games and, you know, um, it's a that's a – that's a lot of road trips. That's a lot of basketball to call. And uh, it certainly becomes, you know, just so intrinsic when it comes to the, to the fans because they, they, they're they so used to turning on the, the radio and, and hearing these guys, you know, uh, game in and, and game out. So uh, congrats to all these guys who, who've reached these big milestones. I know there's a number of them uh, across all the, the different sports, but, you know, enjoy these veteran announcers um, while they're still calling games. Yeah, we had Tom McCarthy, the radio voice of the Sixers on back in the archives. You can go find that and listen. You know how it's different doing radio as opposed to being the the TV uh, voice for an NBA team. All right, Phil, down the stretch we come. The NHL, they're coming down the stretch. In fact, their trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, so they have uh, playoff positioning happening and a couple of big games to get there. Yeah, you know, the – Networks continuing to give the NHL some some good placement in terms of you know their their slots and their games. Uh, there's a couple this Saturday if you're you're interested. Rangers and Capitals. Uh, that's that number one ABC team. Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, and Emily Kaplan. Uh, Avalanche and Stars. Uh, Bob Wastrusen, former guest of the podcast. Brian Boucher and Leah Hextall reporting on that one. So an ABC doubleheader on Saturday, and then TNT actually has a 
game on national television on Sunday. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Carolina Hurricanes. Brendan Burke, Keith Jones, and Jackie Redman on the call for that one. So NHL regular season continuing to go strong with both those ESPN, ABC, and TNT packages. All right, spring training underway as we're recording this on Thursday. I know um, Carl Ravitch, uh, Eduardo Perez, and Tim Kirkchen will have the Phillies and Red Sox game on ESPN TV. That's part of that package that ESPN's doing them about four to six spring training games on TV, and then they have another four to six on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez. I was supposed to have Eduardo on my show yesterday, and he stood me up, Phil DeMont Mollen. I wasn't too happy, uh, but uh, I know I've had him on the show before. He's a good guy. And Eduardo, uh, Carl Ravitch, and Kirkchen, they're calling that game today Phillies and Red Sox. So we got spring training baseball. Anything else on the spring training front? Yeah, I mean, I, I was able to tune into to a couple of the games. I, I actually sort of enjoy them. You know, they you know they're they're guest heavy. You know, they're using the mic'd up feature when it comes to you know that the the ESPN broadcast of it, and you know we're able to kind of see that being flexed. We talked to Carl Ravitch about that in in an earlier episode and how that all you know goes down. I'm starting to get a little more used to it. It was it was a little jarring for me at first as far as the idea of like a player actually competing and also doing an interview in the middle of the game, but starting to get used to it a little more. Certainly I think it fits into to spring training even better, but you know, I've seen, you know, in-game interviews with the managers, with uh, the the general managers, all these things and you know, it's as much as anything, it's sort of a, a, a preview of the season as as opposed to calling, you know, every single step of the way the action because, you know, these games are, of course, exhibitions. But it's a, it's a cool in, in, entree into the Major League Baseball season. I'm glad ESPN's, you know, giving it this kind of coverage. And, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on baseball as, you know, some of these new voices. You mentioned Brandon Gauden, uh, Chip Carey now with the Cardinals, those kind of things when – once they get going as well um, in earnest, it'll be interesting to see how the the announcing world uh, with baseball looks this coming season. You know, a lot of the things are sort of the same as what we saw last year where there was, a you know, quite a few changes. You know, you mentioned the Ravage team, also Joe Davis becoming the Fox uh, number one uh, MLB announcer. So, you know, some things, you know, we'll be seeing sort of, you know, uh, year two type effects, but yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to the start of baseball. Opening day will be here before we know it. Yeah, and real quick uh, on the on the local front, uh, Phillies games they've been on. I've been watching. They do a lot of this. They they'll have Rob Thompson, the manager, on for like a full inning. Um, just he's sitting there on the field. He's got the headset on, and they're just kind of interviewing him in the middle of the game. It, it's kind of cool. I mean, just having him because you know he's not managing the game with a lot of intensity. He's just kind of sitting there and. You know, fly ball to right field. He's like, yeah, we like this kid out in right field. He, you know, how about that? How about that play? Uh, so it is kind of interesting. They do about twenty-five games spring training here in Philly. So I don't know if that's normal for other markets where almost all of the games are on locally. But the Phillies, Tom McCarthy is the voice. Uh, Scott Fransky, by the way, the radio voice. He called the game the other day on television. I'm imagining McCarthy had some Westwood One duties. So because uh, it was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Uh, there, so yeah, I, I guess uh, it's. I'll be interested to see. There was a lot of people. You you'd like this, Phil. Um, there was a lot of people complaining on Wednesday because Andrew Painter, who was the Phillies' top pitching pros or top prospect overall, he's 19 years old, and he pitched yesterday in the game on Wednesday, 
and the game was not on television, and people were complaining that they were not airing the game on TV. They wanted to see the broadcast of the game. It was on MLB.TV, I guess, because of the Twins feed. The game was in Fort Myers. I think the Phillies try to keep their games kind of in the Clearwater area. They might go to Tampa when they play the Yankees, maybe over to Dunedin when they play uh, Toronto, but they, you know they're not going to go down to do some road games. But a lot of uh, spring training broadcast um, popping up in the regular season. Oh, but here we're going to have the World Baseball Classic too. Yeah, World Baseball Classic come up as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's interesting what you said about you know the the audience complaining about that particular appearance not being on yeah. television. Of course, th- those schedules are made in advance. They don't know what the pitching rotations are going to be you know, for a spring training game, none- nonetheless. But, uh, hey, it just proves how how diehard and how into it th- these fan bases are. And without them, you know, none of this would, would exist. Well, if you're looking to go to a spring training game or any of the upcoming conference tournaments across the country, plus the March Madness venues for the Big Dance, we want you to use Ticket Smarter for your ticket selections and prices. Download the Ticket Smarter mobile app or go to TicketSmarter.com for tremendous selection to all the big college hoop games upcoming this March. Your purchase is 100% secure through their system with competitive prices on the secondary market. Also, use the promo code HOOP23 to take $10 off your order. And that promo code is good as many times as you want to use it. That's HOOPS23 for $10 off your order from Ticket Smarter. This March, think smarter, ticket smarter, and remember our code HOOPS23. All right, the Announcer Schedule Podcast, episode 38. Uh, We ran down buzzer beaters, NBA, NHL, spring training. We fit a bunch into a little bit of time. And, of course, we'll be back next week with another great edition of March Madness, Announcer Schedules, MLB, the NBA coming down the stretch, and more. Phil and Mike here on the Announcer Schedules Podcast, episode 38. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe. Last Word on Sports is where you can find this podcast and others like Tell Me a Story I Don't Know and the Sports Media Podcast with TJ. That is all right here on Last Word on Sports. All right, Phil, that's it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week with Episode 39 of the Announcer Schedules Podcast. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.